Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. B1, Westerly Providence, Southern New England Sports Original. Sports Original. 103.7 WEEI. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Now, it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 103.7 WEEI. All right, hour two of the Martin Kitchen Show, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. If you think Bill Belichick should stick around for another year, give us a call, tell us why, and have a little argument, debate, um, because I, I just I can't see any logical reason why he should stick around based on where he is, what has happened, what the team has become in their current situation in terms of their draft pick, draft status, anything like that. So um, there's been some chatter in recent days, if not hours, Kitch, about the potential of Mike Vrabel. And his name is starting to heat up in terms of a, a possible person who could replace Bill Belichick if it comes to that. Where are you on Mike Vrabel as being a possible replacement for Bill Belichick? I really like Mike Vrabel. I, I, would, I would like that a lot if Mike Vrabel ended up being the head coach of this team. Um, I think Vrabel has done a pretty, pretty damn good job for the most part with Tennessee. Um Four winning seasons. The last two haven't been great as the quarterback situation and the talent there has gone down and Derrick Henry has kind of hit that running back wall. But nine and seven, nine and seven, eleven and five, twelve and five, you know, guy did a pretty good job with an average at best team. So I I think I'd be interested I'd be very interested in Mike Rabel. Because I, I think if it's one of these names like when McDaniels took over Miami, where no one really knew who the hell he was. That's not going to get me initially excited. That guy's going to have to prove for a little while that he is the real deal. And I think we all believe that Vrabel is is a real deal head coach in this league. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that, you know, wouldn't necessarily be overly thrilled about Vrabel coming back and being the head coach of this team and want an offensive mind. But I think I think that guy would do a pretty damn good job in New England. So I would be all for I'd be more for Vrabel being the next coach than I would be Gerard May. What about Vrabel or Brian Flores? Vrabel. The advantage Vrabel has in my eyes, and I think just factually, is that he's one at the highest level as a head coach. His teams have had the most success. I mean, he's a guy that went, you know, one of his probably his most impressive win. You know what it was. Going into Baltimore that year that they were the number one seed. I think they were the number one seed. 
Um, or maybe they were the number two seed. They had a bye. Jackson had just won the MVP 2019, and they go in and they beat the Ravens in that playoff game in Baltimore, a place that is not easy to win. Um, they kicked their butt. They kicked their butt. And they were creative, and they had good a good plan. Uh, that was as impressive of a win um, as, as any recent head coaches had, and that's the advantage I think Mike Vrabel has over a Brian Flores and certainly over a Gerard Mayo. I'd be open to all three. It would probably go from first to third. It'd probably go Vrabel, Flores, Mayo. Um, I'd be probably, okay with Brian I, Flores. I'd, put, I'd, I'd be open to Flores, but I'd put Flores third in that list. Okay. Um, you know, what he did in Miami was okay, but it ended really bad, and it ended with players hating him. And Let me throw you another name. Mike yeah. Vrabel or Eric Bieniemy. Oh, Vrabel. What has okay. Bieniemy done without Patrick Mahomes? He's an offensive guy. That I mean, that's his He's main thing. an offensive thing. guy, yeah. but he might get fired after his one year in Washington. Like, I, I'm not – I don't think I'm in on Bieniemy. Is there anybody other than Vrabel – that would really excite you. Anybody you put over Vrabel? Like a name? Any name around name. football? No. I mean, I'm sure there's guys, there are definitely guys that would do a better job than him. But in terms of name value, no, I don't think so. The only I, one I, I would put Guys over that would him. potentially be available. Because if, like, Sean McVay popped up, I'd be intrigued by that. Yeah. If Mike McDaniel popped up, I'd be very intrigued by that. So there's a couple other names there that I would be intrigued by, but they're not available. They're not going to be available. The only name I would be more excited about would be Jim Harbaugh. And it'd be, a, com say, be a complicated, I understand all that. I do, I'll tell you this, Kitch, I do not think I do not think there's a chance in hell he, he it ends up happening where he would be even thought of coming here. I don't think Robert Kraft would do that for one second. Um, why? why? Because why I think, think, number one, the whole cheating thing this year that happened, I think would turn him off. And yep. number two, I think there's, a, and maybe this is for better or worse, I think there's a little bit of a Belichick thing at play that will be at play, and I understand where it's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, we want to improve the situation, obviously, but we also want to work with a guy that we like and that we're comfortable. Jim Harbaugh, by all accounts, like, I don't know him. That I don't know him, obviously, and you watch him on TV. He feels like kind of a quirky dude. Um, he'd still be my top choice, but I wouldn't have to work with the guy every day. And it feels like he'd be kind of quirky. It feels like you know he's a little bit of a an oddball in terms of his personality. And I don't know if Robert Kraft would be as excited to go into business with that guy as he would a Mike Vrabel that he knows that he just inducted into the Hall of Fame. They have a relationship. You know, all those things matter. And I don't think because of that, and throw Jonathan into that mix too, I don't think they would ever entertain Jim Harbaugh seriously um, just because there's other people that they have relationships with that they probably think could do a fine job. Would it be maybe as good? Who knows? But a damn fine job, and they'd be more than comfortable having them as the next head coach, and they know them. So I don't think a guy like that would be considered. Probably right. I mean, you want to stay away from anything that's cheating, anything like that. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know they, the blowback. Like guys that they like. Right. They, you know, that that's one of the things that's been a problem in this organization for the last few years 
Now, I remember we talked to Karen Gregan a few years ago about this. Yep. And she was like, they're all yes men across the board. And that's a major, major problem. You can't have that. You can't and the have other a thing can... that no one is willing to question. The headline that I took away from those two articles um, to me was they had already tried the whole avenue of, well, we'll have somebody else, um, or I should say it this way. They've already taken some of the power away from Bill Belichick in terms of hiring coaches, manipulating the coaching staff, organizing his staff, whatever you want to say, they've already taken some of that power away based on the reporting in the Boston Herald surrounding the how the whole Bill O'Brien thing went down. So you're talking about a, you know bringing in a new GM or if he could just coach. Well, all that stuff has already sort of happened to a point. And guess how that went? Even worse. That could be the main reason why they've had such a bad year. The number one reason. We don't know for sure. Maybe it was just Mac imploding, but maybe it was this. Maybe part of the dynamic within the coaching staff and the inner hostilities or whatever affected their ability to prepare or the whatever. And it didn't work. But they've already tried to take some of that power away from Bill, get more involved, get him some quote-unquote help, and see if they could get it better that way. And guess what? It got worse. They've well, already see, tried to do all that. That's one of the interesting things where it kind of puts you somewhat on the fence when you're looking at Belichick and whether or not he should stay. Because a lot of people keep theorizing that, hey, when he goes to meet with Kraft, he's just going to say, hey, Give me some help in the personnel department. Give me a personnel guy that can do all of this. I, I don't see him wanting or being willing to really accept that. But even if he does, like, does that prove that it is that going to make it all that much better? Because whoever's in charge of that is still going to be looking to Bill and still going to be kind of hedging towards making sure Bill feels comfortable about this guy. Like, I don't yeah. think that's going to work, and I don't think Bill's going to accept that. Because Bill's going to put his rings on the table and say, I've been doing this the whole time. Right. And there's six of these here. Even, even Kitch, if it was within good faith and Bill was going to give it a legitimate chance, how, how is that going to work? You're going to bring in a guy to oversee what Bill Belichick is doing. and to, Because here we go. Again, Belichick can go to the podium and talk as long as he wants about – how you can't do that job and that's a full-time job and you need help and he doesn't do that job. No, no, no. Yes, he needs help. That's called an assistant. That's what Nick Casario was all the years. He was an assistant. He was his yeah. assistant general manager. When the, when the negotiations happened, when Julian Edelman went in there, he met with Bill Belichick. That's the guy that decided what was going to happen. When they decided to trade Logan Mankins, Bill Belichick made that decision. When they decided to trade up in the first round to get Dante Hightower, Bill Belichick made that decision. There can't be somebody else that comes in to make that decision while still having Bill employed as the head coach by the New England Bay. It just It's not going to work. And, it's, and listen, the, the, that tension will always be there. That apprehension will always be there. Again, yeah. is this part of the Red Sox problem? Probably. Where you have Alex mm. Cora, and I don't know if it is. I mean, whatever, that's a different dynamic. But with Bill, especially the six rings, like you said, you just you'll never be able to do the job as well as you'd want to. And and by the way, we're not even asking the question: What type of candidate pool would you get that would be willing to walk into that situation? 
You know what I mean? Of yeah, really good actually good qualified people who would want to take on that challenge. Having well, Bill and, there, having done the some, job for all those names, years. Some of the names that get brought up were essentially football raised by Bill. John Robinson out in Tennessee. Well, he's been gone from Tennessee for a little while now. Where He was here. He learned under Bill. Thomas Dimitrov, he was here. He learned under Bill. Um, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name. That pops up all the time. You say John Robinson? City. I said Robinson first. Okay. Um, what, was the, what was the name of the guy that went? Ziegler? Was it Ziegler? No, 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 no. Bigger name. Scott Pioli? Whatever. It, thank you, Scott Pioli. You know, all those type of names that get brought up, they were all already here. They all already worked for Bill. And you know what they're going to have? Some kind of deference towards Bill when it right. comes to making these decisions. So if you're bringing in a personnel guy, it's got to be a complete fresh start guy who has almost no attachment to Bill or the current staff or the current ownership. Because that guy has to come in and he has to feel empowered to make decisions. And if it's John Robinson, Dimitrov, Pioli, Ziegler, one of these guys, it's just going to be the same old, same old. It's just not going to work, man. That's a pipe dream. That's a pipe dream. And again, that, that's going back to the well again. It's going back to something that worked 20 years ago. Just because things worked 20 years ago does not mean they're going to work today. So much has changed, particularly in the world of the NFL. It's almost completely different than when the Patriots were running through the league for their first three Super Bowls. The game looks so different. And I, I just don't know why it has to be so combative. Um, it, it's just okay that they're at this point. It was 23 years. It was uh, – Joe texted us. I think it was Joe who texted us about how that's longer than a lot of marriages. I mean, it's an unprecedented run. It's an unprecedented level of consistency with the head coach. It was a great, great effort by all involved. It doesn't have to be ugly. And now is the time – to make it as clean of a break as possible. Because if you bring them back and it ever got worse, it's only going to get harder and more awkward. That's what it's going to do. You bring him in. You you have to know what you're doing in this meeting on Monday or it's about to happen. You bring him in. You have a gift for him. I don't care what you have. You bring in his favorite pastry, whatever it is. You thank him. You talk about some of the good times. You reminisce a little bit. You make some plans to play golf or or meet up on Nantucket. I don't give a damn. But you tell them what, you know, where you are at this juncture and what you're going to have to, and what's going to happen going forward. And that's the end of the discussion. I mean, it doesn't have to be the end of the discussion, but that's the crux of the discussion. Let's get in a quick call from JP in North Providence. Hey, JP. Morning. I, I wanted to get on one last time before the world ends with three inches of snow tomorrow, but I want to thank you guys for being on. How about a rich key this morning. Yeah. conspiracy? I got a good Ooh, conspiracy, a conspiracy about Belichick. Yeah. Kraft walks in the room Monday, says one word, Shula. Now, Belichick's ears perk up. You know he wants that record more than anything. Two things he wants is that, and he, he likes records. He's tradition. He likes things. He just says, Shula, 
Belichick says, okay, stays on for two years, gets the record, lets him bring in a guy to do all the picks. Bill focuses on the coaching, gets the crowd behind him because it's like the grumpy old grandpa that you really like but you don't like, and he stays and shows he can do it. If not, he's out the door. But that's the I could see that happen if Bill's not stupid. And he gets the crowd behind him, everybody behind him, because I think he's getting sympathy as the season's going on, as much as people want to get rid of him. Maybe they even named the damn lighthouse after him. Seriously, that's a craft move for revenue. So only way he stays, go after the record and don't go somewhere else. Then he's going to look like the record was too important. All right, thanks for the call, JP. I mean, yes, I'd be all for them naming the lighthouse after him. Name away. Put a sign up. I don't care. Um, just don't have him back as the head coach. I, I just think Robert Kraft is too smart for, for something like that. He, he's not going to make that mistake. I just don't think he's going to make that mistake based on all the reasons that we just outlined. Um, all right. 401-777-1037 is the phone number. I'd like to get into the Celtics a little bit, Kish, but before we do that, when we get back, just real quick around the NFL. And where we stand here going into the playoffs, our thoughts after week 17, was it last week? Heading into this big weekend this week, big games, um, big situations, some statements made last week. We'll get into that a little bit when we get back. It's the Morgan Kitchen Show, 1037 WEI. Now it's Trend with Devo. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 